three, two, one. Oh my God, that's cold. Uh, wow. Welcome back to You Betcha Radio Podcast, the coldest podcast in all the Midwest. I'm Miles, the You Betcha Guy here with Ryan, the T-shirt guy. This week on our podcast, uh, we're going to talk about everything that's been going on in the world, as well as our interview with Jacksonville Jaguar, Tyler Eifert, Pro Bowl tight end, So let's just get into the show. I would venture to say it's almost the nectar of the gods. Back, baby, back. I want my push. Oh my god, that's cold. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hello, and welcome back to episode 69 of the You Bet You Radio podcast. I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy, and today, as Miles said, we have uh, an awesome interview with Tyler Eifert, tight end of the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, fellow Midwesterner, fellow lake goer, fellow hunter. Um, we found out we had a lot more in common than Tyler than we anticipated right away. So that's going to be a fun interview later in the podcast. But first, guys, All of our merchandise is closed down on our website, but we just introduced the latteed cornhole bags. So the eight pack of cornhole bags can be purchased on the site right now, along with our hats, our stickers, our signs. All of that stuff is stuff is open and the rest of the merchandise will be open uh, in early June, just in time for Father's Day. So, Miles, I'm going to pass this one on to you. Yeah, so. Obviously, everything, all the current events that are going on, we felt like we needed to, uh, we have a big following. And so people had asked us to um, kind of give our two cents on on where where we are at and kind of what we support and kind of who we are. And, and so we decided to put out a statement um, on Monday of kind of just talking about where we're at and where we stand with everything that's been going on. And so... I'll read that for you guys. Um, goes as all of us that you bet you have heavy hearts to see the hurt and pain across the country, especially here in the Midwest. We know we'll never understand what it's like to be black in America, but we will do our best to listen, learn, and love everyone. All we can do is support. We want to spread positivity and Midwest nice to everyone. Our hope is that all voices will be heard for chains and justice. Rest in peace, George Floyd, and prayers to his family. And I think that that truly embodies how we feel about the situation, that we need to uh, do a lot more listening. We need to do a lot more uh, supporting and and just trying to understand because we'll never understand. And I know that. And and so uh, we, uh, you know, even things like uh, with the, the uh, Black Lives Matter for Tuesday, where everyone's posting the black square on social media and, and basically using it as a, as a moment to kind of listen instead of posting your own content. And uh, we obviously respect that. And we post a video every Tuesday for the last, I don't know, year or two. And uh, so this Tuesday, we decided to not post anything because of that and um, out of respect and and the we are a comedy page, which is interesting because this is such a serious subject and a lot of our content isn't serious. It's, it's geared to make people laugh. And and I think that, um, every once in a while there's something that comes along and, and an issue that 
causes us to take a moment and uh, reflect and look inside ourselves and um, set aside our business and set aside our goals and and really listen and and hear what everyone has to say and support the uh, the people that that really need it and um, I, so we obviously are are listening and and want to support everyone and we want to get back to to doing content because I think that. Uh, the world could use a laugh. Um, and, and that's what I believe we do best. And, uh, but before we do that, the last kind of thing I want to say is, um, I saw a post on social media that <laughs> whether you've been on a football team or just any sports team, they said that, you know, I wish the world was a little bit more like sports teams or football teams where it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter, uh, the color of your skin. It doesn't matter. Um, your body size, shape, or anything else. It uh, when you're on a sports team and you're on a football team together, it's really just about the end goal of of winning games and um, coming together as a squad. And I think that anyone who's been on a sports team can attest to that. And that's I know sports, and so that's kind of the analogy that um, I would love for our listeners to think about of set aside any political differences we have and, and kind of come together and uh, support one another and uh, really just think about what it's like to be on a sports team and having one common goal and, and uh, being one part of a whole is essentially um, what the message I want to leave with today. And I think that over the weekend, I, I did a lot of reflecting. I know that Tyler and Ryan did as well. And, and so, um, yeah, there's going to be people that are going to start arguments on social media, but right now we're just focused on, uh, as Jackie Moon would say, the ELE, everybody love everybody. Yep. I think that's what matters most. And so um, I, 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 it was, it's too big of an issue. It's too big of a current event to not talk about here on the podcast. Um, but like I said, we want to get back to, to trying to help make the world uh, uh, laugh a little bit. And so um, we uh, and that's what we're going to try to do. And, and that because that's what we know best. And so um, that's kind of what we'll say about that topic. And we'll continue to keep listening, supporting, learning and uh, doing our best that way. And so and I think that it deserves our attention that way. And so. Um, that's kind of where we're at here at you betcha. And, and obviously we want to get, uh, get to this interview, but I, I definitely thought that this was worth talking about here at the beginning of the podcast. So with that being said, um, here's our interview with Tyler Eifert. All right, guys, we'd like to welcome on to the podcast, Tyler Eifert. Uh, he is a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars pro bowl tight end. I might add. Um, Tyler, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. So first of all, uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, from what I understand, you're a Midwest guy, born and raised in Indiana. Um, and then you ended up going to Notre Dame for the listeners who uh, don't know your whole backstory. Played at Notre Dame for three years, I believe, then... Uh, drafted by the Bengals and uh, you spent some time there and now you're at the Jaguars. Um, my question to you is, you know, being a Midwest guy, how, how do you think that that helped uh, 
you get to where you are getting coming from the uh more so the the midwest roots and and uh the the mentality that goes behind it yeah i mean i i love it um yeah i take i take pride in it you know i've like a lot of people been all over the country to see, you know, the different, different cultures and, and the way that people are. And then I live in South Florida, you get all the New Yorkers that come down there and, uh, there's just, I don't know. There's just no better people than, than good Midwestern people like to have a good time, polite, nice people, you know? So it's, uh, it's been good. And then at Notre Dame, it, I, I roomed with four other guys and, I mean, you, you go into college and you meet random people, but the four guys I ended up living with were from, you know, Illinois and Ohio and Indiana. So, you know, keeping the Midwest group together. I love it. Absolutely. Um, so when, uh, you know, I, I've actually been fortunate enough to head to South Bend a few times myself, and, and I've actually been to a Notre Dame football game um, and what screams to me is the tradition that is Notre Dame. Um, what was it like to play for a school with so much tradition and uh, mean so much to the people that are fans? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a great time. Um, you can't you don't really appreciate it until you go back after you played because while you're in it, there's just going to Notre Dame. There's so much scrutiny and so much pressure. And uh, yeah. the expectations are so high that, you know, sometimes you get caught up in that and just wanting to perform your best and not let the fans down. And um, but I think it was when I went back after I graduated for a for a home game that I was like, this is just awesome. So from that perspective, uh, I mean, there's nothing like it. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. You can totally feel the uh, just the whole tradition, the culture, everything in the air while you're there. And, and it's always a great time. Um, but after your time in Notre Dame, you were uh, drafted. And I got to ask, how sad were you when you got drafted by the Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I, uh, Chicago, Chicago was still on the clock when I got the call from coach Lewis. So I thought I was going to the bears, which would have been awesome for the, you know, the Notre Dame connection being in yep. Chicago. Yep. But I mean, when when you get drafted, you're just happy to be going somewhere, and I was happy to not be going to out to Oakland or somewhere like that. So <laughs> yeah, staying, that. staying you know close to home and you know it, it wasn't that bad, and it kept me around for seven years, so it was a good time. What's yeah. uh what what was that draft process like for you? Were you at home with family? Were you at the actual draft? Did you go up on stadium? Uh, kind of bring us through like that moment a little bit and uh, some of the emotions that you felt. Yeah, I, I got invited to go to the draft, but you know, I, I'd rather just spend that time away from the cameras and with the family and my friends. I think we had like a hundred people at my house, and it's nerve wracking because you're throwing this big ass party, <laughs> and you might you might not even get drafted. So uh, I was a little bit nervous, but <laughs> yeah, I feel that. We, uh, we had a pretty big party and once I did get drafted, it, it turned up another level even. And yeah. Um, well, so, so that we leads... had, we had to, yeah, go we ahead. could have, we could have drove, we could have drove to Cincinnati the next day 
to do all the media stuff and everything, but they, you know, they, they flew us there commercially, of course. Um, and so I, I wake my dad up in the morning at seven thirty to go get on the plane. And <laughs> he said, where are we going? <laughs> it was it was it was that kind of night. So. Yeah. Well, well, that was where <laughs> my next question was going. Is uh, I would say that tight ends kind of have a uh, bad boy type of persona in the NFL. Um, you know, they tend to uh, be be seen at more parties than other positions. I would say, <laughs> um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you know, uh, talk to me about what it's like to be kind of the the bad boys on the team of uh partying having a good time um obviously all within reason but uh yeah i mean from what i understand man you, you like to have a good time am i right yeah i think gronk uh spearheaded that movement for the tight end <laughs> but um i don't know i just think that you know football is such a physical game and serious game you're sitting in meetings all the time and I just think it's good to, to balance it with a little bit of fun. I mean, you know, some people be like no, no beer in the picture or whatever. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're just normal dudes. living. Yeah, right. You know, we have, a, we have a different job, but, um, yeah. we're just enjoying life. And, you know, as long as it doesn't interfere with getting your job done and affecting the longevity in, in the league, then hundred hey, percent go, go have some fun. Yeah, a hundred percent. So think, I think Tyler would fit in right at you, bet you. Yeah, if you ever ever want to get into media, let us know. I think <laughs> yeah. you'd fit in with the culture here as well. Um, <laughs> we we joke that we never thought we'd be able to write off beer as a business expense, but here we are. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you brought up Gronk. From what I understand, you guys are friends, and you guys have partied a little bit together. Do you have any good stories about Gronk? Yeah, I, I've met him a couple of times, and we've we've only hung out uh, once. He, he might not even remember it, but <laughs> we were, uh, I, I no, not not because he was so messed up. I mean, he, he was yeah. just yep. Um, he was on a different level when when I met him. Uh, but yeah, it was him and uh, Paulie Paulie D and. Johnny Manziel and I, me and a buddy finagled our way into hanging out with them. And I mean, we were just like watching, it was just, it was wild, but, um, that's quite yeah, that the list really of people. <laughs> yeah. Quite what? the, uh, the, the, the cocktail for, a, for a party. Yeah. It sounds like, that sounds like a great time. And, um, I would, uh, the, another question I have for you is when are we going to get the mullet back out of you? The, the mullet's gone forever, I think. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it, so I, I was coming off a couple of injuries, like back to back to back, and I was just like, I, I'm just going to do something different. And, yeah. And it, it actually, I mean, kind of just started off with a joke, and then it started kind of filling in nicely. <laughs> feathered, and, uh, feathered in. And the media loved to, they loved to talk about it. And it was a lot better than getting asked questions about my injuries and all that shit. So, yeah. Uh, well, that makes us all sad. Maybe we'll have to have a moment of silence for your mullet. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say that the old uh, ball and chain put a kibosh to it and said never again. But, um, yeah, I, I guess it wasn't as great a mojo as we had hoped. 
Tyler, I got yeah, a question. Yeah, the, the old ball and chain is uh, is sitting next to me. We're we're driving, <laughs> and she knows she she knows the more the more shit she gives me for my my beard or yeah, I I grew one of those um, Jack Sparrow facial hair looking <laughs> things. Yes, and so the more the more grief she gave me, the, the longer it stayed. I like that. You're you like going against the crowd. <laughs> there you go. So I got to ask, um, cause I know that our audience is probably curious. You're a beer drinking guy. What is your beer of choice? Miller light. Oh, that, you know, I'm not entirely surprised, um, from where you grew up. That makes a lot more sense. Um, but maybe, uh, sometime we'll have to get together. Maybe, uh, do some content together in person once COVID and everything is all done. And maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll try and get you to switch over to Bush light. But uh, for now, um, it will, we'll let it slide. <laughs> I've got, I've got nothing, nothing against Bush light. Um, I normally take, that's like, uh, I always stop at the store before I go hunting, put, put a six pack of Bush light. It just, it feels right when you're going hunting. Yep. You know, to, to enjoy a celebratory, celebratory one after you're done and i mean actually we were on the boat uh down in florida this weekend and did i not have no, uh bush light yeah no i did i had, I had bush light so it's a start my, my number my number one's miller but yeah um, i can get on board with bush i like it that's awesome yeah so tyler you, it was pretty, you, you mentioned you do a lot of a lot of hunting you've been in the league for nine years now right uh, I'm going on eight. Going on eight. So how do you balance the love of hunting and, and the football season? Because they're always kind of right on top of each other. How do you make them both work? Well, it's, it's been good being in Ohio because there's some really good hunting just <laughs> outside of Cincinnati. And, um, you know, our, our off days are on Tuesday. Um, and we're normally done in time to get an evening hunt in on Mondays. And we're normally done on Fridays in time to get one done in the evening as well. So I think like with the football season, it's such a grind. Like you can, you just get so worn down and mentally you get worn down and, you know, I, I always get my, get my work done. I know where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing, but I think it's, for me, it's just awesome to get out in the woods with no one around, no one talking to me. And I can just, uh, just hang out out there. And even, even the drive out to my leases, I enjoy. Um, yeah. So a it, little I, recharge. I think, time. I think it's good to have, yeah, just something to take your mind off everything. And, uh, you know, some guys will, on an off day, they, they spend their whole day at the facility, which is, which is great. But I, as long as my body's feeling good and, you know, I'm, I'm caught up on all the film study and everything. I think it, I think it helps me to get out in the woods. I, I could talk to you about hunting for hours on end, but I think uh, I might put some people to sleep with my stories. They're not very exciting. <laughs> I got to, I, I take a, uh, I take an off season trip every year somewhere, somewhere different. And, uh, three years ago I went to South Africa. Wow. And, uh, I'm not really into like lion hunting and all that. We just did all planes game. It was a blast. And then uh, we did New Zealand one year, shot a red stag. That's awesome. Um, went to Okeechobee last year, uh, shot a gator, some hogs, Osceola turkey. Yeah, your uh, hunting uh, scene's going to be a lot different in Florida, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, they got hogs and they got 
deer that look like dogs, but <laughs> uh, they got the water there. I like to fish. We, we caught a wahoo this weekend, which was fun. And um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll find something to do. Well, Tyler, the camera guy, just filled this turkey tag this last weekend, last day of the season. So I uh, I unfortunately had some tag soup for dinner last night. Um, <laughs> Tyler, the camera guy, filled this tag. So, yes, we, we're we definitely engulfed in the hunting world as well. Um, you know, it, it's it's crazy how similar, you know, what you do compared to what we do is. And you're going to be in South Florida. We're going to be in, uh, in the Midwest here where we're at. And, you know, kind of sharing the same hobbies. It's pretty cool um, to see that, you know, you're also into that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, have a couple beers, maybe shoot a video, maybe go on a hunt together. <laughs> there uh, you go. That would be sweet. That would be really sweet. You know what I was going to ask you is being up way up north there, you know, you got freaking bears and wolves. Yep. Yeah. I mean, down where I'm at, when I'm walking into the, the stand in the morning, I mean, it's pitch black. There's not one thing that can hurt me, but... <laughs> You hear everything running around you, and it's just—I it, it, don't know. I think it's just not being able to see. Yeah, you it just kind of freaks you out. You hear everything. I can't imagine running. walking into the woods up there. Yeah, well, and it's also like uh, you're kind of delusional in the morning, just waking up early, and yep. you think you're seeing stuff that's not actually there. Yeah. A lot of—I've mistaked a lot of trees for animals <laughs> yeah. early in the morning. Absolutely. Yeah, we actually got. Oh, uh, and when the uh, when the the sun starts to set a little bit and there's a, a branch out there and you, you, every time you pull your binoculars up, you're like, Oh, it's a big buck. <laughs> like, nope, it's that, hundred percent that tree that's been there the whole time. We actually just got a, we had a bear on trail camera where I hunt. So it made Turkey hunting a little more intense this year. Yeah. I mean, are there, I mean, are there brown bears out there or just black bears? No, just black bear where we're at. Um, maybe a, an occasional brown bear, but it's very, very rare. I got you. Yep. We're uh, it's still not very comforting knowing they're wrong. No. no. I had a question Sorry, about being at uh uh Notre Dame. The uh what what was the deal uh, with the cuz there's the different statues of like uh Moses and Jesus and stuff. When I was there there someone had uh put a condom on Moses's finger pointing <laughs> up in the sky. Do you do you happen to know anything about shenanigans like that over at Notre Dame? No, not really. It was probably the probably the away team messing around. <laughs> Which I was probably a Michigan fan. They're they're the worst. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, that's not, yeah, that's that doesn't it doesn't happen a lot. I don't think. Oh, okay. I was there at a great time. Then. <laughs> yeah history yeah, yeah. witnessing history miles yeah so so you're a big country music fan am i right yeah yeah what just what what are some of the guys that you met and kind of uh been to because i know that um brent told me a little bit that you had that a lot of guys will come through that um cincinnati era area and you'll come and meet them you know who are some of your favorite guys i got i got i got a pretty good story though from a from a concert but we're, um, we're all years. We were uh, we were at a Luke, Luke Bryan and concert, and I, I got to know his uh, video guy, uh, Black Mike, really well. So he he'd always hook us up with the backstage stuff, and so we're I think we're in Charlotte. You know, I got my uh, Notre Dame buddies who are you know linemen, big dudes, and we get all the backstage and pit pass. We're in the pit and. You know, we're not we're not like causing problems. We're just 
big and some people are annoyed with us and <laughs> we're dancing with these old ladies or whatever and these <laughs> people just are just tired of us so then you know they're like get out of here so we leave so we go back around to the backstage gate and they're like no nah, you can't come back here i'm like what so i call black mike and he's like yeah they, the the manager said no nah, you're done so now every time i'm at a luke show i put my head into the production room and and see Carrie, and she's just like, "Not you again, guy. Are you gonna, <laughs> you guys gonna be?" It's, it's like it gives her nightmares every time she sees us. But it's, it's normally not anything that serious. I'm just having a good time. Yeah, but hundred percent. Like all oh, the guys I, like to tell that story. Yeah, I'm sorry that me and my buddies are are large individuals. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just trying to enjoy the concert and dance with some old women here. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the best thing is having them with you i mean no one's no one's gonna really try anything crazy right which is good yeah <laughs> yeah you're 20 pound lineman walking around yeah you guys just mostly just take up uh, well it's like I, I i always love to see the video of shaquille o'neal in the front row at a <laughs> at an edm concert dancing it's like guy you don't want to be the guy that's standing behind shaquille o'neal yeah no there's just nothing you could do you just have to take it <laughs> So who, who do you get along with better in the locker room? Um, uh, would you say linemen or like the wide receiver core? Cause I mean, you're obviously playing a little bit of both. Um, what, uh, who do you kind of, who do you, uh, vibe with a little bit better? Uh, normally, normally the linemen. Um, and then the guys in your tight end room, cause you're with them every day. Sure. So you, you normally are, you know, in Cincinnati, CJ, I was, I was good buddies with him and, um, but yeah, normally the linemen, you know, like linemen like to play golf and, you know, they're, we normally share similar interests. Yeah. That's cool. What was it? I, mean, uh, I like to shower. I like to shower. Unlike them, you know, and, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just nasty, but <laughs> other than that, we, we share a lot in common. Cool. I love it. Uh, what was it like to play with Kyle Rudolph? It was awesome. My my uh, rookie or not rookie freshman year, we roomed together during camp, and oh no, maybe it was my second year. We roomed together, and you know, camp's a grind, especially as a young player in college. I mean, you're just getting you're getting beat up. Yep. It's miserable, and so he he kind of took me under his wing and um, helped me out quite a bit. Just just helping me helping me through it, and talking me off the ledge every night before bed <laughs> oh I, I feel that it's the the classic I, I feel like i'm not making any progress that you can't see it but then uh after a while it starts working for sure yeah i mean well, once you get deep enough into it then it just just routine and the days start flying by but yeah camp's brutal yeah I, uh another question about the season that I got for you is how do you, what have you been seeing with the players and the mood of with COVID, you know, playing without fans, playing with 50% of the fans. Have you seen anything or heard anything about that? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people ask me because you would think I would know something, but we're just, we're getting the same thing that everybody else gets is just, it's just kind of an unknown. Yeah. Um, nobody knows, you know, we, we keep getting, we, we have our report date, but it's kind of like a, 
is your report date if we report on time and you know it's just it's kind of all up in the air right now so yeah i heard uh I heard- it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that i mean playing without fans once you're in the game you really don't even i mean other than the noise trying to hear the play call or the the cadence i mean you, you don't really notice them yeah, you're locked in. Yeah. Well, it kind of levels yeah. the playing field too as far as like, you know, you go into like loud stadiums like US Bank Stadium in Minnesota or <laughs> Chief Stadium. It's like now the playing field is leveled and the home field advantage takes a little bit of a hit there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's some of the domes in Kansas City and some of those really loud places. I mean, I I don't like playing on the road. You can't you can't hear the snap count and your leg getting off the ball. It's just <laughs> Sometimes your ears are ringing the whole flight home. So it, it will be nice not playing on the road if there's no fans for right. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard something today. Uh, I think Deshaun Jackson uh, was on a podcast. He was saying if there's no fans that he would love to see every player mic'd up, uh, which I think would be really cool. Obviously, there'd be some... Uh, you know, you'd have to delay it maybe by 15 <laughs> seconds versus the typical six or seven. Um, what 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 are, what's your take on that? Do you think that would make uh make the viewership at home a little more interesting if there is no fans? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just just taking the example from the the match the other weekend with Tiger and Phil. I mean that yeah that made it that made it pretty cool. Um, and the other thing about being mic'd up is normally it's like one or two guys a game and. Right. So they know they're mic'd up and it's just, it's hard to be yourself when it's like, you feel like you have to be saying something if you don't even want to. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's just weird. Like if everybody's mic'd up all the time, I feel like you would get a, a real like genuine, um, uh, example or portrayal of what goes on out there. What, what would we expect from you if, if you were mic'd up during a game? Is it, uh, a little bit more uh, uh, lighthearted, or are you uh, when you're locked in, you're locked in. No, I keep it. I keep it pretty lighthearted. Um, you know, if it if it goes if it goes to that level, then it you know you got to defend yourself, and especially when people are taking cheap shots. I mean that that pisses me off. But um, I just I, I like to keep it lighthearted. I remember my rookie year, they had me playing fullback. I was just like a scrawny, 240-pound, 6'6", guy playing fullback. So every time I would I would box, I would cut him. Just, I'm like, I'm not getting, I'm not going to get rocked here. Yep. So I, I remember coming back to the huddle telling uh, Big Wit, who was our left tackle, I do that. That guy is so mad at me. He said he wants to kill me. He said he wants to tear my ACL. I'm like, what is his problem? It's like, well, you're cutting him. He doesn't, he, they don't like to be cut. So Welcome. they're taking their knees out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't get all worked up out there. I just try to try to have fun. And then sometimes if you throw like an off, off the wall comment back when someone's talking shit. Hey man, I don't know what happened, but we lost you. We're back. Sorry about that. I got, I got Rachel's AirPods and I don't have AirPods. I touched the side of it to readjust it. I guess I just <laughs> yeah. turns it off. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, you were you were telling us about your uh, cutting in the in the, how the defense doesn't like being cut weirdly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then I mean, when when guys are talking shit to you, if you just throw something just you know off the wall, just 
I don't know, goofy or just weird. It, it'll throw them off. Like some guys are really good at talking shit, and they're just they don't know what to say because it's normally normally aggressive stuff. So sometimes that's funny. Just laugh. So I got a question. Did you watch the the Last Dance, Tyler? Yeah, I did. So is there someone in the NFL that has that kind of psycho killer mentality that Michael does? Is there one person that kind of sticks out to you that uh, that just almost a head case how intense and how good they are? Not, not that I've played with. I mean, I I don't know Tom Brady personally. You kind of get that feel from how he, yep, you know what he demands from his receivers in practice, and they're messing up. You know, they get a they get a chewing and uh, and that type of thing, but. No, that – I mean, you, sometimes, especially in college, coaches will make you a little nervous, you know, because they're the – they're like the dictator. They're they're above you. Right. And so I, I feel like if you had a player doing that, you would – you'd be you'd be nervous, but you would also not want to let them down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I think it it obviously worked. Yeah, and I feel like football is also a different game, and it's a little bit more team orientated. Um, towards you know, you got to make sure that everyone on the field's doing their job and and all of that. Whereas, you know, you can kind of in basketball have one guy really leading the charge and and doing that. That um, I feel like it's a little bit different animal for sure. Um, yeah, and there's just less guys. I mean, you're you're a lot closer with every single one of your teammates because there's only. 12 of them. Yep. So Any I actually, uh, I, I got to play, I got to play Jordan's new course in Hope Sound yesterday. Oh, how man. was that? <laughs> it's, uh, it's called the Grove 23. It was, I mean, it's a brand new course, so it has to mature. I mean, um, you know, it's got some, it needs a little bit of time, but just the, the atmosphere is not, it's unlike any, golf club i've ever seen i mean they're they're playing rap music in the locker room <laughs> i mean i mean it's a completely modern styled clubhouse the guys are you know all these guys that are members are very successful and they're all just on their phones in the clubhouse it's just it's the uh anti-traditional which it was a lot of fun you know i i, I loved it it's, it's more like a kind of a party atmosphere but you know, I like the traditional courses too, but yeah, and I think that time. that helps bring in some newer crowds to golf as well. If you have places like that to go, um, just because I know that golf sometimes has a tough time getting people to play or younger kids getting interested because of how traditional and the etiquette that can be involved with it for sure. Yeah, no, that's what me and my buddy were we, we were talking about that exact same thing. Um, one of the other things up there is that the carts go like 40 miles an hour. So you look over in another fairway and there's a cart just booking it. And, uh, and the, the caddies ride, ride these like motorcycles, you know, nor- normally your four caddies like running out to the fairway and they just cruise out on this motorcycle flying out there. That's it was, cool. uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Golf is evolving miles. Yep. Golf, golf is, is evolving. golf is evolving. <laughs> yeah. My grandpa would be losing his mind if he knew that that's what they were doing <laughs> out there. Oh, I know. I mean, it's, a lot of these clubs, you, you've got to 
take your hat off. You can't be on your cell phone like at all. Which you know, I, I get tradition and all that, which is good. But it was, it was fun out there. Yeah. What are you gonna do when you get to the lake this summer? What What do you like to do? I'm probably gonna stretch. Uh, let out a you know a big groan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, turn, that's weird. I do the same the, thing. Uh, turn down the sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's freaking hilarious. That when I watch that video, there's this. We have this donut shop called Tom's Donuts, and it. I mean, my dad gets up at five o'clock. He goes. He he likes to get there early because there's no line, and he gets two dozen every time. Every time you wake up, you eat them, and then they sit there all day. Yep. And then you just pick at it. You just pick at them constantly. And then by the end of the day, you're like, "All right, I'm not eating donuts the rest of the week." Like I, you had four donuts like 5, in one 000, day, five thousand yeah. calories in donuts. <laughs> and then you wake up the next day, and they're there, and you're like, "I'll just have one." Yeah, and then you'll just, just one. Then you'll maybe cut a sliver off. You'll maybe cut one in half, and then that person will cut one into a quarter, and then. You're like, okay, well, I, I'm going to be the one to finish this off. Well, so. yeah, if you parcel it out throughout the day, the, the calories don't count. Right, exactly. And you're, and you're at the lake. It doesn't it, count either. So. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you take half the portion, but you just go back. Yeah, extra yep. Time. yep. 100%. That, that was so funny. And then, we, you know, we'd, me and my dad would make me and my buddies always go up and put the, put the dock in. And he'd get there and be like, oh, look, the... The Curlises, they, they got their stuff in the water already. Isn't it? I'm like, God, this is spot on. <laughs> yeah, man. That's pretty funny. If you, if you, and then we've, we found that there's always one person that's kind of in charge of gossip around the lake where if you got a question of who's moving or who's got their place for sale or whatever, there's one person that in the neighborhood or around the lake that you can talk to with that information. And yeah, it's. Oh, uh, yeah. Like it is wild how much you like pay attention to like people who are cutting down trees and stuff. It, it's so true. <laughs> it's like you even notice things like uh, like if you get a different boat lift tarp on it and different color or something like that. It's like yeah, like di- didn't they have a green tarp last year? Now <laughs> yeah. it's blue. Yeah, and it's like if you're just doing that in town or where where the city that you're at, you would never ever notice that stuff, but. We do at the lake. Yeah, you, I mean that's <laughs> that's classic. And then the, uh, the, the there's always at least either your boat, your fishing boat, or your jet ski. At least one battery is dead every time you try to start it at the beginning of the year. Yep, literally. I mean, we, we launched when we right before we did that video. We launched my, our jet ski, and my dad was like, "Well, you might have to charge the battery before you put it in, so just make sure you got enough time." <laughs> The best invention that, that they came out with was, you know, you used to have to get the extension cord out, get the trickle charger, put the things on, wait for it to charge. Now they have those just handheld jump starter kits. Yep. You just go out, throw them on, and you can at least get it started. That that was the best when they started making those. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. So you get the batteries charged, and then you got to go find the key. <laughs> and the key is always missing to something on the water. Yep. Then you can't find your life anyway, jacket. Yeah. Well, we we got so tired of losing the jet ski key. We just leave it in the center center compartment. I mean, anybody at any kind of time could just come take the jet ski. <laughs> Same. It, it just stays in there now. Yeah, but it's right. like late. No one's stealing at the lake. You know, it's your 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 lake yeah. life. So. 
Well, that's the same thing when we go to the bar at night. We'll just leave the whole cabin wide open and be like, ah, well, we're just across the lake. Nothing yeah. bad's going to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. But the classic lake shower, I mean, you, you jump in, you stir up all the muck, you put soap on, you get out, you're just dirty lake water, but you're clean. I mean, you're super clean. Oh, yeah, you're good for another day, for sure. <laughs> I, I always do the, uh, if I, you know, you show up on Friday and you're leaving on Sunday, Sunday morning, you're like, eh, you know, I went in the lake yesterday. Maybe I'll just throw a hat on. My hair is a little greasy, but if I put a hat on, no one can see it. And then, uh, I'm good to go for the rest of the day. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> that's good stuff. For sure, man. Well, um, we are, uh, we're going to uh, let you go, and uh, hopefully the rest of your drive is is awesome. Um, I got to whip these guys back into doing some work here. <laughs> um, Ryan's got to get some shirts out. But, uh, yeah, man, I, we had a great time, and um, I think that we should definitely do this more often. And like I said, when uh, this COVID stuff gets, gets uh, over with, we'll definitely have to meet up and uh, do some content. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, thanks for having me on and taking up a good good hour of my drive. It was fun. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Um, drive safe, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, guys, that was our interview with Tyler Eifert. He uh, was was making the trip from Florida up to his uh, place in Indiana. It was great of him to be able to give us his time there. He. Uh, he was actually saying that he was kind of sad that we were done talking because he had another seven yeah. hours in the car. I'm like, you know, as much uh, as I would love to have a seven hour podcast, I don't know <laughs> if the listeners want to hear that, but that's um, my nightmare to edit. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler would just be in here for 48 straight hours mm-hmm. editing that. But um, no, what a great dude. Uh, Midwest guy, Notre Dame. And now, and now with the uh, Jaguars, the more and more we do this, the more I just get that when you're from the Midwest, there's a special bond you got with these, with other people in the Midwest and it, it, uh, you feel an instant connection and you start talking about what it's like to go to the lake. And even though he's from Indiana, which is a long ways from us, he does the same stuff that we <laughs> all do. And, um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first half of the interview before he's like, yeah, you know, I was kind of hoping we'd talk a little bit more. Um, that was like, that was an interview style podcast. And then once we kind of broke that barrier, that's when we started BSing with him and mm-hmm. figuring a little bit out, uh, a little bit more about like what he does, uh, for fun and all the hunting he does and all of the Midwest things that he does. We were kind of able to dive a little bit deeper into, um, in this, in the latter half of that interview. Um, so that was cool. I think uh, we should maybe just put that on the docket for the next interview is we'll close it out with that person and then say, well, actually, you know what? You just want to chat a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. And, then just, yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then we'll just get into our organic conversation. Um, yeah. So I thought that was we got to talk a little bit about him him being at a party with Gronk, you, uh, what a Pauly ch- D and Johnny Manziel. That is, qu- that is like an all-star lineup right there in terms of <laughs> partying, right? I can't think. What, think, what would one trio be? that's wilder than that tree. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. That is wild. But uh, it sounded like it was a blast. Yeah, he didn't dive too deep into it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he for seemed, good reason. Yeah, he seemed like he didn't want to dive too right. deep into it. That's why I didn't pry too much. But uh, yeah. 
no, I, I think that just having stories like that is pretty cool. And, uh, we were glad to have him on. And, um, so I think he's got to bring that mullet back. He's got I'm like perfect mullet hair. Yeah. This is going to sound like a total man crush, but like the hair was just feathered and lethal. You know, it was just like, he looked like white Goodman out there. And <laughs> well, now you get, you get uh, Tyler Eifert and Gronk in the same state. How, how far is Jacksonville from Tampa Bay? I have no idea. We, we might have to circle back on this podcast mm-hmm. interview, uh, have another one after, you know, the 2020 season. I think Gronk needs a mullet is what he needs. I think we need I'd, to get both of those guys on the podcast and say, I'd gladly give up my chair. What is life like <laughs> in Florida right now? Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, that was great. I had a great time. He's a, he's a great dude. Hopefully we can have him on again here in the future. Um, and like I said, do some content with him. I know he's excited about the idea of that. And so, to be looking forward to that ryan i think that uh we should close out this podcast guys thanks again for listening into episode 69 of the you bet your radio podcast we appreciate you all tuning in a little bit different today a little bit different podcast um you know miles kind of just wanted the floor to uh to kind of explain what's all going on uh with us here at you betcha what's going on in the world and kind of be able to tie those two together so i thought it was necessary um so props to you on that miles i think you did a great job of just laying everything out of what we believe in here at You Betcha. Um, on top of that, guys, remember the new latte cornhole bags are available on the website, uh, along with our hats, our signs, our stickers. Oh, you betcha.com. You can check it out on there. And we'd also like to say thank you to Gina's Designs of the Heartland. Gina's Designs of the Heartland handcrafts. They hand paint our wood pine signs on the website, the Nectar of the Gods sign. It goes great in any any man cave, um, basically any decor where you're going to be enjoying a nice ice cold bouche latte. So thank you to Gina's. Uh, You can find them at etsy.com slash shop slash G-D-O-T Heartland or on our website at ouubetcha.com. I am Ryan, the t-shirt guy. And I am Miles, the you betcha guy. May your ranch always be runny. Your bush lattes forever be cold. E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. Cheers, Ryan.